So many people think that we are insanely extroverted people who it's so easy to get out there and meet people. Right. And that that's not necessarily the case. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. This is a traveling podcast meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday. I'm your host, Christine Lozada, and this episode is filmed in New Orleans. And if you are watching today's episode on YouTube, I am using a shark as a microphone. You normally use it to take shots at the bar. And yes, I did just sit on the floor and eat a burrito right before this episode while drinking champagne. But this is true travel life. It is way more important to me to get these stories out to you and the world than it is to fix my hair, which in this episode, it is wild and and nobody told me. (sighs) But whatever. This episode is really important to me because so many people say to me, ah, it must be so easy for you because you're an extrovert and I'm not. I'm actually an omnivert. And if you read Susan Cain's Quiet Spaces, y'all know what I'm talking about. See the show notes below. But this episode is a great one. It's with Leah, LA in flight. Let's bring her in. I'm Leah, LA in flight. Thank you, Ms. Christine, for having me on here. What is your intro, actually? What do you, what do you say about who you are? I'm a podcaster, event manager, and podcast consultant by trade. Mm-hmm. But I'm a slow traveler, solo traveler, mm-hmm. fueled by coffee oh the rest God. of my life. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So, so all of her info will be in the description below. So make sure you find her. <laughs> Where did travel start for you? Hmm. I traveled a lot domestically with my family, road trips literally all over North America, Canada, and the U.S. Every summer, three weeks without fail with the family. Really? So that was like my first love of travel. And then, of course, when I got into college, yeah. started flying, started going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I was starting to make disposable income yeah. when I graduated and, you know, first went off to Spain, then Nicaragua, and then did a year in South America and then a year in Australia. And then Mm -hmm. that's when it really started rolling was after that year in South America. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. So you have a heck of a travel background, but when did becoming extroverted and really getting out and meeting people, was Mm -hmm. that always from the beginning or something that came later? Hmm. I do feel like it's a muscle that I had to flex. I remember Mm -hmm. my first few trips alone to meet friends. I had to really drag myself, even though I'm an introverted person, consider myself an, I'm sorry, an extroverted person. Okay, okay I was like, hold <laughs> on. Consider no, myself. No, no, no. <laughs> I am extroverted with a touch of introvert now that I'm getting older, but you know, mm. it's that time to like relax and recharge. But the first few trips I remember I had to even drag myself out and be like, oh, okay, really? you can do that. Like hype myself up. I'm like, all right, have a drink mm. to calm the nerves. Yeah. And sometimes it would take a couple hours to Wait, go be on. social. Why in the... F- So for me as a solo traveler, I actually, a lot of people are like, oh, Christine, you're so extroverted. Like, you're, it's so easy for you to meet people. You must meet so many people when yeah. you travel. And for me, I actually don't want to meet people when I travel. Travel for me is actually my time, my mm-hmm. solo time. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't talk to a lot of people. Hmm. So for you, you actually want, your motivation is to meet people. Is that right? Yes. Why? Because I feel, and I, I repeat this everywhere I can, like I feel that everyone has a story. And to mm-hmm. me, I I love meeting foreigners as much as I love meeting locals, which is why I stay in a lot of hostels. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, arguably some of my trips, to be honest, have been, like, in other foreign countries with only foreigners, which is not... I mean, that's not the greatest. You want to immerse yourself in the local culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I have made that mistake a few times, and you know, it's not something I'm like ashamed nor proud of. It's just something that I recognize and, and take for the next trip and say, okay, next time immerse yourself a little bit more into the culture, meet more locals, and don't just stay with other English speakers, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Well, which, especially with hostel life, there's a lot of times. Actually, this is an assumption on my part, mm-hmm. just as an as someone as an outsider, I have not stayed at a hostel yet. <laughs> this is an outsider looking in. It seems like a lot of people who do the hostel life mm-hmm. don't necessarily get outside of that right. and don't meet the locals that are there. Right. But at the same time, it's not easy to always meet the locals. Not, especially when there's a language barrier, right? right? Mm-hmm. So it's easier to stay with people who speak your language. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. curious because it's not always uh, balloons and flowers and rainbows meeting people on the road. No. <laughs> and putting yourself out there can have a lot of good, which we'll get into. But I'm curious about a time in which it didn't go your way or it was not necessarily the best thing to put yourself out there and meet others. Mm-hmm. Every Any time is a good time to put yourself out there and meet others. Mm-hmm. Where it's backfired on me, that has been more often than you would think. But you just kind of have to take the rejection and use it as fuel. And, and remember that you're not everyone's cup of tea. Everyone mm-hmm. is not going to like everyone. That's not how the world works right mm-hmm. but if you're a good person you're a kind person you do no harm do no evil mm-hmm. you know you can get along well in life but specific times I mean there have been plenty of times in a hostel where I'll try to strike up a conversation with mm-hmm. someone and you also don't know what's going on on their end oh that's so true you have no you like do not some know. people have just found out about maybe a death back home mm-hmm. or something money problems back home something like that or you know their flight got canceled they don't have money to buy a new blah 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 all different types of situations so Try to be cognizant of that. But there are plenty of times where I've gone up to people and, you know, you can just tell they're not in the mood. After a few seconds, you can just tell, like, all right, Mm -hmm. this person clearly doesn't want to have a conversation. And that's one of those things. So for somebody who's listening to this who's like, oh, man, it's so hard to put myself out there. I don't really know how to do it, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be rejected. We are rejected all the time. All the time. There are so (laughs) many times where... So one of my New Year's resolutions, and I shared this with Mm -hmm. you, was I decided I am just going to talk to everybody like I know them. And that completely has changed my experience, not just with travel, but with my everyday, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when I was picking up my coffee today, it's, oh, yo, how you doing? Like, I hope you're having a a great day. I love that. (laughs) I would like an Americano with a crap load of cream in it. (laughs) And it it opens people up to you in a new way. But they might offer something. Oh my gosh! Like you know, what my favorite thing to have with Americano is it's blah blah blah. Or maybe he sells that breakfast sandwich to anybody. But <laughs> I got one in the bag, literally right there. <laughs> Not afterwards. And she sold it to you, yeah. But it it invites conversation. And the other thing is when you put that energy out. Yes. Other people pick up on it in the room. And so others that might want to have a conversation with you might be open to approaching you as well. 100%. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen all the time. And so as I put myself out to the world in that way, a lot of times, again, you don't know what people are going Mm -hmm, through. mm -hmm. And some people are just like, "Eh, I have no desire to Mm -hmm. talk to you. And that's perfectly fine. Yep. I was going to say another thing that I have to remember often is that think of all the times you've actually rejected people too. absolutely. It's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. It's like the, ah, the tables are turned. Sometimes the tables are turned. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not really like vibing it. with this person. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to kind of humble yourself and be yeah. like, oh, wait, what about the times where Whether I you're like not I'm... vibing with someone yeah. or you're just not in the mood in that moment. Yes. We're not mm-hmm. always at 100%. We don't always feel like having right? a conversation. Even the extroverts, not yeah. always at 100%. <laughs> and actually, hold on, this brings up a really important topic, which 
The whole reason why we're doing this, and make sure you watch the other video, link in the description below, check the show notes, is because I got the opportunity to host you. And what was, what was the title of your event? It was Getting Out and Meeting People on the Road presented to the Nomadic Network. Yes, mm -hmm. which was a fantastic and well-attended, and the chat was fire event, yes, and it was so much fun to host that. So make sure you check that in the show notes. But one thing that was fascinating to me, this is a topic that is so natural to you. Mm -hmm. you how did you feel going into the oh. presentation? <laughs> I love that I can express my concerns with you because, not even kidding, I was fighting for my life beforehand, nervous, basically crying, sweating, and I was like, why am I so nervous? Because I'm right? a CNN host like Christine. Yes. So she, <laughs> Leah has hosted so many of these events. You're, you're a podcaster, you are an yeah. extroverted person, and she was nervous to do this event. Mm -hmm. And when I signed on early for the meeting to prepare everything before we got started, I was like, girl, I can't believe you're nervous. <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> but it's so important to know that because yeah. as an extroverted person, sometimes we just are that way. Mm -hmm. And so if you are ever feeling like, I'm nervous about putting myself out there, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for everybody, yeah, absolutely. even the person putting on the presentation about the damn mm -hmm. thing. And mm -hmm. you did an awesome job. Thank there were so you. many great tools and resources and ideas to put yourself out there. And part of this podcast episode is about showing you the behind the scenes of, it's not easy. And one of the things that I think is really important is, not only is it not easy, it's not easy if you're not constantly practicing. Yes. In other words, mm -hmm. in my opinion, confidence is not something you're born with. It's not something you have. It's something that you gain over time. Mm -hmm. And you have to, just like a muscle, practice and flex that muscle. Otherwise, it goes away. Yep. It goes away. Yep. Absolutely. And, and hold on. Let me let me ask you if you have a tip. So if you have, do you have a tip for somebody who might not feel uh, like uh, it's not easy for them to put themselves out there and meet right. people? What's like a good tip for them to get started? Honestly, start small. Go to a coffee shop yep. or breakfast mm -hmm. alone. A quick snack. Sit somewhere alone in public at the park mm -hmm. at a library, somewhere where you used to think you need a ton of people, a whole entire group around you. Yeah. But start small and start short. Like it can be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yes. But if you really want to go out, be confident, meet people, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. You oh, actually, hold somewhere. on. You're going to love this one. Okay. <laughs> so one of my favorite is to dine at places where you can sit um, like at a bar. Yes. And it doesn't have to be alcohol bar. Although I do love alcohol bars. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's a different setting. That's a different, an alcohol bar can be a different mm -hmm. setting where people want to meet you in a different way, which you may not want. But if you just want to talk to everyday people, one of my favorites is going to somewhere like Momofuku in New York, mm. where mm -hmm. you sit at the, at the bar where everyone's in these single seats dining alone. And it's so easy because, especially there, you are dining this close to people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to strike up a conversation. And one of, one of the times I went to New York my first times in New York, I was dining at Momofuku Noodle Bar and I sat next so to this guy. His name was Adam. And he he saw me like looking through the the Google map of like the places I wanted to go to. And he just kind of glanced and he was like, Do you want some rec are you visiting? Do you want some recommendations? Love that. And we spent the entire meal with him giving me recommendations. Oh, I just got goosebumps. He, we spent yes. the next seven years staying in touch because <gasps> oh. I went to every single spot Whoa. that he suggested. <laughs> the nicest guy. I, I love I stayed that. in touch with him over social media. Never saw him again, but he had the best list. 
because he had lived in New York for over 10 years. Yeah. And so I, it was amazing, and it was a great way to meet people. So start Absolutely. small. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the, I'm gonna go do this crazy solo trip abroad and meet all right. these people. Like that's a lot, and that's hard to do first thing. It, it is. It's hard. Start like small. Start in your backyard. Hundred percent. Start, start at home. Yes. Start out. Even like I feel that because I never used to do this pre-pandemic. To be honest, going on picnics alone. Mm. Like literally, only started this two mm -hmm. years ago, which is kind of crazy. But it's really good for confidence and learning how to be with yourself yeah. and maybe not do anything. When I'm at a picnic at a park, I try to be off my phone because I'm like, I can be on my phone anywhere. Mm. Like, let me enjoy the sunshine. Let me read a book. Let me draw a paint. I don't draw or paint, but like, yeah. you know, if you draw or paint, highly recommend doing that out in nature. Yeah. The thing I love about being at a bar as well is that you, um, the bartenders are kind of trained and designed to talk to people mm -hmm. and engage with people who are there solo mm -hmm. or they're looking for someone to talk to. They're right. kind of designed for that. Fair. So totally yeah. fair. And you can actually ask your bartender for mm -hmm. various things. So let 100%. me let me give you two examples of something I've done. One is I have been out and there are times where I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I've had a great day exploring wherever I'm exploring. And I will go to the bar and what I will do is I will sit at the bar stool and I will take the bar stool next to me mm -hmm. and I will turn it toward me and I will put my jacket on it, mm -hmm. and then I will order my drink, and then I will order a second drink, whether it's a water, and I ask them to put it in like a rocks glass, okay. and I put a napkin over it. Okay. So it looks like someone's sitting there. Whoa. <laughs> which means, if you want to come talk to me, you will know that somebody is coming mm -hmm. any second, and mm -hmm. so this is not gonna be a long conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in other words, it's a, it's, an, it's a kind block, so people will not come talk to me. That is very nice of you. And on the <laughs> other side, well, the other thing I will do <laughs> is if I if I don't do that, but I'm not feeling in the mood to meet someone, I will tell the bartender anytime somebody wants to buy me a mm -hmm. drink or wants to do a shot with me, charge them for the drink, but pour me water. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How many people are you getting to buy you shots? <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, um, on, on the other hand, though, it's interesting because I know that obviously body language says so much. Yes. So yeah. when I do want to talk to people, mm -hmm. which I'd say is probably 60% of the time at bars, a little more than half, right? Mm -hmm. Three fourths of the time. I turn my I body. I would have thought you would say 100% of the time. It isn't because sometimes I just. Um, I just want to be alone in my thoughts. I just want to drink by myself. Yeah, that. <laughs> or I do just want to talk to the bartender because the yeah. bartender, like, their first job is serving drinks. Their second job is engaging with the people, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, oh, I just kind of want to sit alone in my thoughts. Like, it's it's weird. There are times where I want to be in a crowd, but I don't want to interact with the crowd. Oh, I, like I just want to be alone thing. together. Alone yes. with people. Which is why I think mm. I do so well in cities and do so groups sometimes because I can be mm -hmm. alone, mm -hmm. but with others because as an extrovert you get your your energy from other people so it's almost mm -hmm. like I'm kind of charging in the middle of a crowd mm -hmm. and then okay give me five minutes and I can be social again oh, so it's, it's it's kind of rare that I walk away and I'm like all right like I don't want to be around all these people blah blah, blah you know yeah. but sometimes I'm not in the thick of it and not mm -hmm. myself being part of you know the crowd so I love that. Um, but yeah I, a lot of times I'll open my body language up and sit it's funny because when you're saying I, I sit sideways it's like oh yeah I sit sideways to welcome people you're like I sit sideways and block off the chair I'm like oh okay well that's different from what I was gonna say but I sit sideways and like yeah talk to, you know because if your body language is open more mm -hmm. people are like approaching whereas I've sat at the bar before and I've been like straight ahead closed off it's true Kind of, not head down, but you know, like sing, like this very signifies like this is my box. Yeah. Don't come in it. So and again, going back to starting small, it could be while you're out, read a room, look around, spend yeah. time looking up, 
remove the headphones, yes. stop staring at your phone, and just glance around the room and who do you see there that are open and who looks approachable versus who's not? Mm -hmm. And which one do you want to be? It doesn't even have to be and go approach them. It right. can just be who do you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Do they have the body language that you want to have? Can you mirror that, etc.? Okay, let's talk about a magical experience. Oh, okay. Tell me about a time that by putting yourself out there and meeting new people, something beautiful has happened. Girl, two of my best friends in my life, I've met them by going up to them and be like, hi, I've heard a lot about you, I'm Leah. Oh my, my absolute best friends, one of them, in college, mm -hmm. um, she had one, we were in this super nerdy but incredible marketing organization in okay. school. And they're like, oh, Kristen, she won employee of the month, or um, member of the month. And mm -hmm. I'm like, How do, I don't know this. And I you know, was like, I know everyone in this organization, 100% yeah. organization. I'm like, how do I not know her? They're like, <laughs> and it was Trizzy. She's like, oh, she's new and she came to these events alone. And I'm like, I'm gonna meet her. So I waited, they told me like, oh yeah, she's in like marketing 490 right now. So I waited outside her classroom and I was like, Hi, I'm Leah. I heard you won member of the month. Congrats. Oh and we're gosh. still, like 15 years later, we're still good friends to this day. I love that. And then one of my, I mean, this was kind of a shoe in one of my best friends who's out in London. Uh, she also became bar staff with me at the Loki Hostels in Peru when mm -hmm. we were bartending together, and it's a volunteer position. Yeah. But <clears throat> I went up to her. I was like, oh, I saw your bag is in the room. You're our new roommate, new bartender. I'm Leah. And, you know, as of three months ago, I went to visit her for her milestone birthday in London I six years later that footage, some yes. of my friends I've just met by straight up going up to them and that's always a chance mm -hmm. you don't know if they're gonna take yeah, that you, well you could have gotten completely rejected 100% mm -hmm. but those are some of my favorite memories where I'm like wow it worked on the first time like I love that this is good you know actually, do you know the story of how I met Meeple <laughs> I met Meeple in actually the number one place you're not supposed to meet people which is yeah. on a cruise <laughs> you're not supposed to meet your significant other or whomever on a cruise and we were at a headphones party a headphone part a headphones party if you don't know what it is silent disco silent disco there's headphones and everyone's listening to one sometimes in this instance two different djs mm -hmm. and you can see by the color of your headphones which dj you're listening to and he and i were always listening to the same ones <laughs> throughout the night and i music to me is everything yeah. and for every super obscure hip-hop song that would come on he was always singing the <laughs> lyrics perfectly verbatim <laughs> and i it, a whole night went by like i'm talking five hours and i never talked to him i never approached him i never danced with him nothing at the end of the night I had had the best time and I felt so frustrated because I needed to know why he knew the lyrics and I walked up to him, ripped off his headphones and I was like, sit down and tell me why <laughs> you know all the lyrics, all my favorite obscure hip hop songs. I love that. And that was a chance, but I really wanted to know that answer. And that began my relationship with Meatball. It's also because he's a DJ and I was like, oh, that's annoying. I can so see you going, I, when you told me this story, I saw you in my head going up and be like, why do you know the songs that I do? I was like, this is so Christine. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> Hurry, tell me, because I need to leave. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I need to drink water, go to bed. Did you say you were only two on the dance floor, right? Uh, no. I it was, oh. No, no, no. There was a million How magical would there. that have been? No, absolutely not. I didn't even dance with him. Oh, I danced with him after, yeah. after I had asked him. <laughs> tell me a recent time that you had to get out of your comfort zone. I'll, I'll tell you mine first. To, yes. A recent yours. time I had to get out of my comfort zone. Right now we are at Wonderful's Wonderfest, but last week I was traveling in Portland, Oregon mm -hmm. for Women's Travel Fest, an all-women travel conference. Fantastic. It was what was so awesome, but also equally uncomfortable for me, I don't think I told you the story, mm -hmm. is 
we have been in a time in which people have been online. People yes. have been connecting oh, on sure. social media. And I was so excited to finally meet so many people, which was fantastic. But what I didn't realize was by putting myself out to the world, my messages around travel, drones, badassery, et cetera, I didn't realize how many people have been on the other side watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And during this conference, this festival, so many women were coming up to me mm -hmm. and thanking me for various things. I bought my drone because of you. Your podcast has helped me to break up with my significant oh, other, that's a, whatever you know, it might be, yeah, move on with my life. And so many of them approached me, thanked me, or were excited to finally meet me, or were asking me if they could take a picture oh, of me. That is, that's so sweet though. <laughs> it really is, but for me, it, 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 was, it was really awesome, but it was very uncomfortable, because yes, it was like, that. So many people know me so intimately. How much mm -hmm. do you know about me and Leah after listening or watching this podcast episode? Yep. You know us and some of our fears and our vulnerabilities very intimately. Yep. But for you, and please comment below with how this, this podcast is affecting you because we don't know anything about you. Mm -hmm. And so for me to be at this travel festival, having so many people know me intimately, and be able to have these stories around why it's impacted them and that piece of content and I don't know anything about them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was both phenomenal, magical, amazing, and very uncomfortable yes, for me. Yes, I could see that. I love it. That's okay. awesome. When were you uncomfortable? Okay, so I was thinking of two situations, um, but the, the one that st stood out to me the most was I was in London in November working remotely celebrating one of my best friend's birthdays, and I got to meet up with a ton of friends that came out from outside of London into town, which was so sweet. That's nice. You know, I didn't have transportation, so they came out to me. Mm -hmm. One of them was a friend who I had a fiery connection with about five, six years ago in Colombia, and mm. he is, um, you know, an England native. So we hadn't seen, and he's not on social media. So all of our, our catching up is via WhatsApp. Mm. And he's like, oh, come out to the pub with my friends and I. And I'm like, I haven't seen this guy in six years. We barely keep in touch. Um, it's very sporadic. But I was like, you know what? Like, we had a really good time. We hiked Guatape in Medellin, Colombia. This Guatape is amazing. Like, like absolutely stunning mm -hmm. and we had a fun day like eating popsicles we took a beer to the top <laughs> counting the steps like it was very random but we had a great connection like we hit it off right away and so I went out with him and my friends and I was like what are we going to talk about after six years like he went to grad school in the US so we got mm -hmm. to talk about like the cultural differences which was great yeah yeah but me it was interesting because I had to basically get an Uber to outside of London so paying for that getting ready for that mm -hmm. taking the time to go out there so the whole ride out there I was like kind of brainstorming ideas wow. of what we could talk about luckily we played pool at the pub and like yeah. tried different drinks and he made fun of me for ordering a hot toddy the second Hold I walked quick in pause. <laughs> extra Leah's like brainstorming, brainstorming topics of things to talk <laughs> about and is having a little bit of anxiety while driving yeah. Uber that's I would never have guessed you would feel that way. Yeah, it was it was intense because I was like, well, you know, if this doesn't pan out, like a fun night meeting new people plus yeah. reconnecting with him, I can always Uber home. Yeah, you know. And how to go? Did um, he reject it was you? Amazing. No, no, absolutely not. He was so sweet, and it was interesting how much we had grown. Like he's training mm. and studying to become a doctor. Oh, yeah. So it's it's interesting how much we've grown, and my career had changed, you know, twice since then. Yeah. And we're both like traveling and carefree. Yeah. And so he was back in England, kind of posted up, and you know, I was back in LA, and and it was it was scary. And I don't know any of his friends. I only knew him and hung out with him for a day. Yeah. So that was really I was like putting myself mm -hmm. out there, but I was like I'm in London for two weeks, and I'm like seizing every opportunity I can get to connect with that. the people here, friends or old friends, yeah. you know? So Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs>
for somebody who's listening or watching this podcast episode, what would you want them to take away from your from your story? Mm. I would say, to be honest, you don't always have to want to go out there and make friends. There are times where you want to keep to yourself, and I get that. My presentation was for those people who want to shift into that mindset and go out there and meet people or become better at it. But like I said earlier, start small. Remember that you know rejection is absolutely normal, mm-hmm. and trust your gut. Take care of yourself. You know, stay as safe as possible. But trust your gut. If you don't feel like it's the right situation, then you can bounce also. Yeah. (laughs) And by putting yourself out there to the world, so many beautiful things, your best friends, Mm -hmm. my meatball boyfriend can happen. Yep. You know, I heard actually an interesting statistic years ago because I had a friend who was the opposite of me where I am open to opportunities and Mm -hmm. she's very closed off to opportunities. And the people who are open to opportunities honestly get like 50 to 70% more of what they want in life than those people who are no, no, no people. Do you see my eyeballs right now? Isn't that crazy though? It's like, and you think about it, you let that sink in for a minute. You're like, you're right, actually. Mm -hmm. How is the world supposed to know that you want something if you're not putting yourself out to the world or asking for it? Asking, that's a big thing. Asking for it. The answer is always gonna be no if you do not ask. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Key. Are you a badass? Major key. I am a badass because I know Christine thinks I'm a badass. So I am. Yes. Thank you. Prior to knowing (laughs) that I thought you were a badass, why do you think you're a badass? Oh, you know, I feel like I've taken a lot of risks with career and Mm. travel in my life. And because I work hard and try to make the best connections and relationships that I can, whether that's personal, romantic, professional, um, all those types of relationships. I feel that when I want my way, I can get it. But it has to be a combination Mm -hmm. of working hard, doing right, and and putting yourself out there, having that confidence. Hell yeah. (laughs) And where can people find you? People can find me LA in flight everywhere. Everywhere you can think of. Ticket to Anywhere podcast is my podcast. We featured featured Christine on there just a few months ago. Ticket number two, Anywhere podcast. That's on YouTube, anywhere you can listen. And I am LA, like in Los Angeles, <laughs> LA in flight on every single social media platform you can find. Hell yeah. I think you can see why I love Leah. Make sure you follow her. Her info is in the show notes below as well as her podcast and the episode that I am on. Make sure you download your free badassery journal to journal along with us as you're listening. I'm Christine Lozada. I'm your host. I'm here every week. Go forth, be badass. We'll see you in the next one. Ciao.